The world of marketing is ever-changing and can be confusing, frustrating, and outright exhausting. Welcome to Unbottled, the marketing podcast where experts share their experiences, stories, and best practices on online and internet marketing. Featuring Steve Wiedemann, former marketer for Disney, Skechers, and other well-known brands. Break through the hype with real marketing tips from industry leaders. This is Unbottleneck. Hello and welcome to another episode of Unbottleneck, the digital marketing podcast where we help solve common digital marketing problems. And today we have one of my personal heroes, a good friend, an amazing person, Dennis Yu. Dennis is the CEO of Blitzmetrics, a digital marketing company that partners with schools to train young adults offering courses, implementation, and consulting, which is something I've been doing a lot. So it kind of makes us like uh, brothers from another mother, Dennis. And uh, you manage campaigns for enterprise clients like Golden State Warriors, Nike. One day we'll have to share stories because I worked with Skechers and (laughs) Rosetta Stone. Dennis is an internationally recognized lecturer in digital digital marketing and has spoken at over 800 times in 17 countries, spanning five continents. And one time we were speaking together at the same conference. And um, I remember the next day, my team had me scheduled to meet with some people who wanted to have lunch with me. And we're sitting there like, um, you know, looking at social and hanging out. And all of a sudden I'm like, Dennis is in the Amazon. What am I doing sitting here having, having you know, water and, and Brazilian food where I could be in the freaking Amazon? That was incredible. So that's that's how you do conferences. That's Speak, right. Hang out with you in the mic and go to the Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, welcome to the show. Pleasure, Steve. Awesome. Yeah, to see like you guys. What what motivated you, by the way, after that uh, that session to just say, let's let's get the hell out of here and hit the Amazon? I mean, heck, anytime you go to an interesting place, why not dedicate an extra day or two and look at piranhas? And like we literally in the boat there, like we put a little stick in and these piranhas like you know these these crazy horror movies i want to see stuff like that they have all kinds of plants that have never been seen before that have weird medicinal properties oh wow it's just like there's there's also one part where the water splits where one one side of it's white and one side of it's kind of gray i remember that photo and they have yeah and then you you were actually dancing with natives right yeah they were actual at first i thought they were fake i thought oh they just come for the tourists and they go back to their iphones and then i felt one of their hands and then one of them had the spear, like spit shooting spear thing. And he was showing me how accurate he was. And I realized, oh, this wasn't some tourist thing. This is what these people, they actually do live in those huts. They actually do. That's freaking Indiana Jones kind of stuff. That's yeah. so rad. One day I'll, I'll have the courage to go do that. I was just like, oh my God, he's in the Amazon with piranhas <laughs> and snakes and, you know, poison dart shooting natives. Like what in the world? So I was I was living vicariously through you while trying to pay attention to my lunch meetings. <laughs> I got it on my phone, just like the the stuff that we have together, where we're, yeah. we're spending time. You can see, you know, I've got it all right here. Good old Amazon photos and Google photos. I mean, we we did Sao yep. Paulo. You know, here's here's a video of you speaking on stage in front of a bunch of people. Oh yeah, yeah, all that Chubby stuff. Me. It's great. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So Dennis, you're you're the person I always bring up when we're in conversations with clients that have questions about Facebook. And and why, while I try not to live in an SEO bubble, because that's sort of, you know, our our world is, you know, e-com SEO and local and multi-location SEO. Um, uh, I try to give as much advice as I as I can around Facebook. But when I hit that limit, the first thing I say is, you know what, you really need to talk to Dennis. You he's got this amazing program. He's he's somebody who can who can get you motivated enough to start Facebook with this cool <laughs> dollar a day method and. 
um, you've, you've always been our, our go-to and I appreciate you being there for our clients and for even for folks that just didn't have a budget. You were like, hey, let me let me get on a call with you and give you some advice and help you through that. And I, I thought that was that was so amazing because so many marketers, you know, hold what they do as, as sacred and you must pay a crazy fee and you're just like, let me see how I can help. And and, and I, I love that that mentality because that that one person that we help six months later will send us a referral to some unbelievable client. And we're like, I'm so glad I took the time to really help this person, you know, small world um, Thank you so much. So so the one day method uh, for getting into Facebook ads, again, I talk about that all the time. I think it's genius. I, I use something similar for clients that are afraid of Google ads. And I'm like, just start a small budget. Probably won't see any action out of it, but if it doesn't spend, you don't lose any money, right? Um, tell us about how you, you kind of thought that up and how that whole process works. Well, in the same way Google dominates search, Facebook still dominates social. And yep. when we have clients that, and, and clients of our clients that are under 40, we've got to be there on social. Mm -hmm. So we serve a number of like real estate agents or doctors or mortgage brokers where the average age is 57. And so okay. something like Facebook is like you and I back in the day programming VCRs, right? Our parents didn't understand that kind of thing. And so to get people on the never know the pain, <laughs> <laughs> rewind the tape by putting the pencil in it, you know, the cassette uh -huh. tape, it's like that kind of thing. So to get people successful on Facebook, a lot of it's overcoming this mindset of thinking that you're trying to become Jake Paul or some social media superstar, Gary Vaynerchuk sort of person. It really is as simple as going about your day to day and recording little one minute videos. So it could be uh, Dr. Pimple Popper, who is a skin doctor, right? So and, gross, but so satisfying. Yeah, it's nasty. <laughs> or my friend, Dr. Adrian Laura, who's a cosmetic surgeon in Oxnard, California, and she's filming video of her doing liposuction. You can imagine she's getting a ton of views on that. Or yeah. Dr. Glenn Vo, who's a dentist, in Denton, Texas, he's my dentist, full disclosure, I fly out there to see him. And he's videoing with patient consent, of course, behind the scenes on drilling teeth, on this 360 degree x-ray 3D machine he has, which is super right. high tech Star Trek kind of stuff. Or our friend David Solomon, who's in Los Angeles, he sold a billion dollars of real estate, and he's giving tours of luxury homes. So if you're looking for a home in LA, and you're going to want to see the different luxury homes that he's giving a tour of. It's like, oh, check out the bathroom in this one. Check out the view of the ocean. Check out this other stuff. So we're teaching these professionals how to literally pick up their phone, do a selfie-style little tour, and say, today we're doing this. Or maybe I'm a mechanic, and I'll say, hey, my, my friend Mark is here, and he's working on his SL500, and let's take a look under the hood and see how what we're going to do here. Oh, it looks like this is broken. It looks uh, like we need to videos work so well for Meineke Car Care when we're working with them. We put one on almost every single marketing post that we had, and it, it, um, it kept conversion rates up. It kept people on the page. It kept them engaged as yeah. opposed to just dumping a bunch of paragraphs in a blog post. Yeah. Such a difference with that rich media. So think about this, Steve. You know from having done it many times that most people don't know the power of collecting those little one minute videos, just showing behind the scenes, showing your expertise. So when we coach professionals, it could be, you know, tax preparation specialists. They think, oh, my stuff's boring. No one's going to want to understand taxes, but someone who's trying to save money on taxes and is trying to, you know, avoid a couple million dollars in paying taxes. They're very interested in that thing. So whatever you do, you could be a mortgage broker or a real estate agent, you could be fixing cars, you could be operating float spas, you know, jump houses or re Italian restaurants, like whatever your business, 
literally showing behind the scenes. It's like, come with me on a tour of the kitchen. Or let me show you my friend Suzanne, right? This is what Suzanne does. We just hired her and she does this and this and she's a single mom. And you're just telling stories to people, little one minute stories. It doesn't take much effort, maybe an hour a week. And if you have an assistant in the office or someone at the front desk or someone else, who maybe your wife or something like, then you can- A cousin, kid, anybody, yeah. Yeah, so Dr. Jermaine Ware is a friend of mine and he runs Hero, which is a chiropractic functional wellness center out of Indianapolis. And he and his wife came and visited me in Las Vegas last week, and we were eating duck at a Chinese restaurant. And I was interviewing him about what does he do when he's servicing firefighters and paramedics and first responders and other folks, and how does he help helpers help more helpers? Mm. And it's just fascinating where he's telling different stories and, and also sharing knowledge about the gut, about how the brain works, about how there's a link between you know gum disease and heart disease, or just all sorts of stuff about the body I found it fascinating. And we were sitting at a Chinese restaurant eating Peking duck. It wasn't in a video studio. It was just him, my cell phone. I said, well, that was amazing what you just said, Dr. Germain. Can you say that again? And he says it again. And we take that. It gets uploaded here, as you can see, to Google Photos and Amazon Photos. And then we have a team of virtual assistants in the Philippines that take that, chop it up, edit it, do it. Cause I don't want to do video editing or Canva or Apple iClips. I, I, I don't want, I just don't, I don't want to do that. I, you don't want to do that either. I bet. And then they distribute that and they turn into blog posts. So it has an SEO component, cut out bits for tweets, like key, you know, key sentences, turn them into tweets, turn them into little 15 second and one minute Facebook things, or, you know, uh, 60 seconds on Instagram, 15 second Facebook stories, that kind of stuff. Yes. And, and that's what happens with these one minute videos. They get processed, they get cut, chopped up. And, and people don't expect $4,000 high production video anymore. They know that since this, this pandemic, it especially yeah. that, that there's this humanized experience to how we're conveying and how we're sharing content. So I don't, I don't think somebody gets turned off by a video that's done with a phone versus yeah. some high production thing that, uh, you know, it was believable. Because if you have stock art, if the video and lighting is too good, you feel like you're being sold. It's a salesperson. They speak too clearly. But if you see someone in your town, yeah. let's say you're in Oxnard, California, and you're with Dr. Adrian, or you see that restaurant, like, oh, I, you know what? I have Sunday brunch at that place too. Then you, you, it, it becomes local, it becomes personal, it becomes irrelevant. And then you see other friends like, oh, three of my friends also use this chiropractor. You know, five of my other friends also like this thing here. It creates social that proof. kind of social proof. So all we're doing with Facebook, it's not magic, is we're feeding the system what it wants, which is short little snippets of video. Okay. And I would ask most local businesses, what, what percent of the time are they creating video? They're taking pictures or they're writing words, right? But pictures, a thousand words, but a thousand pictures is video. But, you know, Steve, what percent of local businesses are, are making lots of video that they post to their Google like, My Business like website? What, less Facebook? than 1%? Yeah, it's got to be single digits. So literally by doing that, you don't have to hire a high-end agency, although, you know, you could hire Steve or buy his courses at least, or hire any of our agencies that we coach that do local. But that's all we're, we're literally doing is working with that business owner to collect those videos, train their staff to collect the videos. We just, it doesn't mean they have to spend an hour a day doing the thing. We literally just need an hour or two at the beginning. And then on an ongoing basis, just little moments here and there, because when we find things that win, that work then we can just boost those and they last forever, right? Those stories last forever, talking about the procedure or about that. So you, you, wait to see, you wait to see engagement before you boost or you boost and, and hopes well, to see engagement? With local businesses, usually they have a chicken and egg because their audience is so small that we have to boost to get it started. So if it's a new page, it has 12 people that are fans or followers. 
it's just not going to get much engagement. I mean, maybe there's other people in the office or there's friends and family that have liked the page because they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to like Dr. Steve Weidman's page. And all it does is throw out the signal because you want to have the actual engagers, actual patients and customers, which sends the right signal of who Facebook should distribute that message to. So we like to boost initially for a dollar a day for seven days. So we're spending $7 on that post. If we have 10 posts, we're spending $70 to test. And then from that, you can capture so much demographic data and some yep. other stuff that um, that Facebook provides when you look at your reporting. Yep. I'm, I'm surprised that you're doing it through through Boost. I expected like some kind <laughs> of a like campaign architecture where you've got um, you know campaigns set up for video and then you you run everything through the ad platform. You're saying yeah. any business if they want to kind of get started and it can do some of these short videos, um, they can um, you know boost them and spend seven bucks a week learn from that data and then start to build out some more structured yeah. campaigns, right? Yeah. So that, that used to be the way it was maybe five years ago where we'd have all these elaborate campaigns. We had this thing called Power Editor, which Facebook shut down. Uh -huh. And we would literally have hundreds of these campaigns and each one with different kinds of detail targeting, flexible and or targeting, use the API, and all these like really complex stuff. And big companies would hire us to do that kind of thing because it was really sophisticated, right? Because we knew in and out what was possible with the platform, all the different changes. At one point, there are 37 different types of ads you could run. Can you believe that? Most people can't even name three or four types of ads, even the ones that claim to be professional Facebook advertisers. There's 37. Right. I, can, I don't think I can name them either. But now, for local businesses, it's very simple. You make these videos, you put them in the machine, you press the button. You don't even have to worry about like my micro micro targeting anymore. Why? Because what's changed is the system has gotten really smart. The AI has gotten really smart. So the AI does your targeting for you. The AI does your bid optimization. The AI collects your remarketing audiences. The AI creates lookalike audiences. The AI does frequency capping and exclusions and all that kind of, the, the system does all that no for us. You cannot do it five years ago. To collect all that. I love it. This, this is a black mirror Brave New World, Enemy of the State, Minority Report, Skynet, whatever you want to call it, where like the AI has now gotten so smart, it's not only beating us in chess, it's beating us in digital marketing. Right. And that, that kind of brings us to the next uh, topic is this new iOS. And mm -hmm. what I've been telling people is like, I, I don't know enough about it, but I can tell you that that these platforms have gotten really smart. And while we might not be able to, to collect and, and get a lot of the same data, that we used to as yeah. you know privacy becomes more and more important we have to trust that that the systems are smart enough to use our budget smartly even though i know some on, on the google side of things are already noticing some some differences in cost per acquisition yeah um i still think i still believe in the system and i think there's there's this time element of when you you let them work with it you let them work with your budget and your, yeah. your media over time it starts to use everything how it should be to yeah. maximize, you know, based on what your your campaign goal is, whether it's cost per sale or whether it's cost per lead or whether it's maximize visibility. So, um, so this whole iOS change, what if, what are you seeing and what are you hearing and and is this something we should even worry about? You want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> Both. <laughs> so the the bad news is that this iOS fourteen, which is the prompt saying, "Oh, this app mm -hmm. would would like to track all this data, allow or not allow," right. When it comes to Facebook, guess what percent of the people click don't allow? Um, I would say 100%. 95. 95. Wow. 
So that means 95% of people, you can't do remarketing, you can't do detail targeting, you can't, a lot of the data stuff's just not gonna flow for 95% of the people. So you might think, wow, that's really terrible. That's gonna hurt Facebook in terms of advertising and whatnot, but it's actually not the case because A, people are not doing the most important thing, which is creating video that drives the engagement in the first place to allow for mm -hmm. things like retargeting. B, when people do targeting, they end up screwing it up. So when you have things like GDPR and privacy, look, there's this whole, you know, the government's a turtle. So, so they're gonna get there, they're really slow. And they're down this path to regulate social media, but they're very slow in doing it. So we knew it was unavoidable that all this data that Facebook was collecting was gonna be not allowed or it would have to be opted in by the consumer. Same is true for Chromium and Google Chrome not allowing third-party cookies, as you know, coming next year, things like that. So things like the conversion API, which Facebook has, or different kinds of audiences that allow us to group users together, which Google and Facebook are doing the same kind of thing by basically grouping people together and then spreading out the conversions over two or three days. So you don't know exactly which user it was from what area. Yep. That, but that, no that had to data around one person. Like you said, they, they group them all into a, yeah. a audience. Right? Yeah. So there's, there's technicalities around that, which we can get into later, but all you need to know is that whatever your source of truth is, it could be the CRM, it could be call rail for call tracking. It could be Shopify. It could be like whatever it is that you are measuring leads and conversions and sales. It could be your click funnels. It could be like whatever it is, right? Some WooCommerce WordPress plugin. It could be a sure. pixel that fires in Google Tag Manager. But as long as you are passing that back to Google and Facebook, this whole app allow iOS 14 thing doesn't really matter anymore because all that we really need yeah, to pass to the engine is the conversion and then the system will learn everything from there as long as we put content in there and then pass through the conversion the system will handle the rest of it so that's that's the the good news then is that that we don't have to worry about it because as long as we're passing conversions through the ai is going to do its magic and yeah. um and our ads are going to be okay and if there is a performance difference we probably won't even notice it right because the key is going to be the custom audiences that come from our email audiences, that come from the conversion events that we pass through, and the yep. same plumbing, which is tracking all of our data across email and Google and Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and all those kinds of web and email custom audiences is gonna be the same. So all of them benefit together. And as you probably know with Chrome, killing third-party cookies, they're making Google Analytics and Google Ads and Google products first-party cookies conveniently. So they're switching that to first-party. So Google's own products are not going to be subject to this mass extermination of cookies. Yeah, that's that's the controversy behind it is, well, wait a minute. <laughs> well, what's the bad news? Well, the, the bad news was that a lot of that data is not we're not getting access to. But the good news is we never really needed it to begin with because right. it's I not from it it's the, the, the targeting is not from retargeting anymore or subtar or us having to specify who exactly we think our audience is. And most local businesses are completely wrong. They think they know who their audience is. They're, they're just, they're just wrong. Okay. Like 99% of the time, the targeting comes from the content itself because the system, because it's so video oriented, the system is looking at who engages with the video and who buys and using that engagement as a filter so we don't have to specify the filter explicitly. So you know why TikTok has taken off so fast? is because they're using the signal of the engagement in the video, dwell time, how long people are spending. If people are rewinding and watching that same thing multiple times, they're using right. that as a signal for enhancing and optimizing and continuing to target content in TikTok ads. We have a course with TikTok on TikTok ads. They're using that signal 
as opposed to the advertiser having to define the signal. So as long as advertisers believe in what they needed to do five years ago, which is have to manually set up these campaigns in the way they did, they're going to miss yep. the fact that the AI is so smart now if you put in video and if you set up the rest of the track in the right way. Yeah. The other thing I've been trying to tell clients is if if they don't feel like they're getting the, the performance that they expected to get, to go to their rep and say, hey, rep, can you do an audit and tell me why I'm performing really well in these other platforms with these other publishers, but yeah. I'm not doing well in, in yours. And um, if they want your budget, they're going to work with you and they're going to try to help you to, you know, to see results, especially like you said, if, if conversion is being tracked correctly. So I think, I think that's, that's the first place to start. The second is why are you managing all this stuff yourself when there's experts like Dennis, you, who can, who can help you with it and, and keep, take it out of your hands and it pays for itself as you start to get results over time. So definitely if, if you're listening and you're, you're kind of new to doing any sort of Facebook advertising, but you have a Facebook page and you want to really expand, you know, your, your advertising, um, definitely talk to Dennis. <laughs> Thank you. Um, next question. Thoughts on the cookie update. We talked about that a bit. Um, how to build a solid Facebook campaign architecture. So you'd mentioned now, you know, we don't need hundreds of campaigns set up anymore. We're still going to do this boost uh, of videos, but when I do a, a Google ads campaign, I, I take two methods, right? Method one is I start with brand name. Mm -hmm. um, then I do product uh, name, then I do product type and then product benefit, or I take my campaign structure and I mimic it off of the navigation of my website. So, you know, by category, so I might have a category, um, a campaign for every category. I might have one for benefits and you know, and that sort of thing for, for upper funnel, we might get into some of the articles and resources, but I, I tend to base my, how I build my campaigns in Google ads, either based on that first um, hierarchy or based on the navigation. Is there a best practice as you're setting up Facebook ad campaigns, or is it just kind of trial and error? Well, I would hope there's a process. So in the same way that you've learned over many years that your search campaigns are designed for search, which mirrors the structure of the website because paid search, you know, the, the landing pages mirror what we, what we say in the ad copy and the keyword intent, the same is true on Facebook. And anytime you have a poll versus a push here, let me explain it this way. So with Google, we like to say that people are, people had to initiate the search, right? Yep. If they didn't search for something, then what are we going to, you know, we don't have something to show them. With Facebook and other kinds of what's called display or social networks, we're having to interrupt people because they're not looking for an emergency plumber. So if someone types an emergency plumber, well, obviously we say, oh, emergency plumber, 24-7, call us now, right? Sure. But on social, we don't have the signal of someone saying, I want to get my teeth cleaned right now. I need to get my car fixed. I need, I want to eat Italian food right now for dinner, whatever it might be. So we have to create that intent, which means instead of organizing by the way the site's organized by different products, product categories and features, we organize by a three-stage funnel, which is what Facebook uses. And the other ones, all the other networks use the same stage, stages too, which is awareness, consideration, and conversion. And if you looked at, at Twitter ads, you know what those three stages are? What's that? Awareness, consideration, and conversion. So if you go to LinkedIn and you run ads, and you see that they have a three-stage funnel. What are the, what do they call the three stages in their funnel? I'm going to guess the same thing. Awareness, consideration, conversion. If you go to TikTok and you want to run some ads, 
they say, choose one of these three categories. What are those three categories? Same thing. It's awareness, consideration, conversion. And if you go anyway, if you go to any of them, they all literally say, you might, you might look at this and say, holy moly, Dennis, what Dennis said is absolutely true. They must all be in cahoots. But then why, why is that? Are they all just copying Facebook or is it like the same guy who's trained up lots of people to then to, got lazy and, you know, do the same thing? Like, why is that? Because we understand why that is. You're going to understand why, what is it that drives success in social advertising? Yeah. Right. It's, I think it's the core principles of paid social versus search, right? Because you said it's yeah. uh, it's understanding audiences. Even search is moving more toward audiences than keywords. Yeah. So I think um, I think you hit a, a super important point for businesses. So especially in local, as you and I know, mm-hmm. people have to go through several stages. It's kind of like you know dating, you know first date, kiss, marriage, whatever the different stages are, and people increasingly make decisions based on the trust of what their friends are doing. So social can be called. Just word of mouth, really. I mean, word of mouth was around forever before there was the internet. It was based on recommendations. Yep. It was based Even on- at, at Disney, we did a lot of word of mouth campaigns. So I remember yeah. those days. Yeah. So all social media is, is just a more sophisticated, data-driven, measurable word of mouth channel. I mean, there used to be the word of mouth marketing association. I remember from 20 years ago, and we talked theoretically about how you know one good customer can generate 10 more customers and all these kinds of things like that. Now we can measure it. Now the system can do it. So when we load up our- ad campaigns on Facebook or TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, like, or whatever, they're all the exact same thing, same, same three-step funnel. And the, the idea of awareness, consideration, conversion, we remap into why, how, and what. So the why is a story. A story is, Hey, it's Valentine's day. And I'm taking my wife out to this place to eat steak or whatever it is like, okay, cool. Now I'm starting to understand who you are. I'm starting to understand what your patients believe in. I'm understanding where you live. I'm just understanding just kind of like, you know, what's going on in your world and are you a nice person? I'm not talking about, so if I'm that, you know, dentist in like Glenvoe, I'm not talking about what kind of drills I use. I'm not talking about procedures and I'm not talking about come in for your first exam. And I, I'm not selling anything. I'm Nobody just showing you a little snippet about who I am. And then you might say, oh, that Bucky's gas station. I've been to that before. They have ridiculous cinnamon rolls. I've had those cinnamon rolls too. All you're trying to do is that little, and think about what happens in real world when you meet somebody, right? You don't know their entire dossier. You just know one thing like, oh, you support the same football team, or it's also too hot in Las Vegas in the summer and you don't like it there in the summer. Whatever it might be, you just share a little moment like, oh yeah, yeah, I identify with that. So that's the why. So lots of little videos, 15 second, one minute videos. Then the how is like a little YouTube thing, but it's in one minute. In fact, YouTube, you know, is moving to YouTube Shorts, which is vertical one-minute videos. So exactly the same stuff we do on Facebook. We'll now work on YouTube as YouTube Shorts and we're recording little one-minute videos on, hey, did you do you know what the number one organ is that consumes oxygen in the body? Right. It's the brain, right? Yeah. And then number two is the heart. Number three is the liver. And oxygen is so important for mitochondrial function because it's what stimulates the immune system and it's what helps your body be able to cleanse itself and be able sure. to detox and give you energy. And all, here's all interesting things I learned about oxygen. People are like, what is this? What? I didn't know that. Right. Yeah. So I'm just showing yeah. one thing in one minute. I can do another one minute talk about, hey, look, if you want to make video and you're a small business, let me tell you about this Sony A7R4 camera. It's got dual VHS slots. This is a Sigma 14 lens, which allows me to do all these different things. But if you find that's too difficult, 
there's also this thing called an iPhone. And this is actually the thing you need if you're a local business. And we've done testing to find that iPhones create better videos than $10,000 cameras. Right. So then I I'm just, I just shared, I shared one little tip, it took me less than a minute just to demonstrate some kind of expertise. Right. So that's an idea of a how. And it, one thing I kept thinking about with, um, with how people are looking for ideas on, you know, how to use your camera, how to, um, know whether you've got a cavity or whatever, uh, we use tools like answerthepublic.com. Yeah. Semrush has a questions filter in their keyword magic tool. Yeah. Um, conductor searchlight has a, um, you know, uh, uh, a stage filter. So you can see, you know, just kind of early stage. So there's, I think there's a million different tools out there to find yeah. question ideas to come up with. You could use Google search console. You could look inside your Google analytics and see what articles are working well. Yep. So you can make video, like anything filter, that's working well. All the what, yeah. why's, how's, wins, strategies, tips, ideas, mm. right? Yeah. And you I could just it. ask your clients and patients, what do they care about? What do they think? I use Twitter as market research. I say, hey, what challenges do you have today? Or what is the issue with it? Like, I literally ask people, what, what should we be talking about? Podcasts are great too, because I'll ask people like you, what are the questions people are asking about this and this? And then I'll make videos based on that. So we tell our, our clients to uh, ask their customer service department what kind of questions they, they get and start keeping track of questions that might make for good marketing content or, or even um, reviews that people yep. leave. Uh, where they're, you know, saying, I love this and I like that, or I think this would be a cool idea. Um, you know, you can, you can take that and spin it into some kind of a question. What's the, the third campaign? So you have the why, you have the, the how, and the third one is the, uh, the conversion is the what? part. It's the selling. It's the call okay. to action. Call me. I'm Dr. Dennis, and I want to help you drill your teeth and make a better smile, right? Is this, is this I'm, where I'm, you, you put in like coupons and offers, or what's, what's the Yeah, trick all that. To, Any, anything that's a call to action. Okay. Anything where you're selling. I'd love to give you my guide on the 10 ways on how you can prove your local SEO or join me on a webinar next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific or whatever it is. There's a direct call to action. Fill out the form below and we'll be in touch with you soon. Right. It's, sure. You're asking people to take the step to fill out the form, to call you, to click the button, to like what, come into the store, like whatever it might be. And the reason why that what is so effective is not because you're a good salesperson mm -hmm. and you deliver it in a sham wow like way. It's because they've already progressed from your why to your how to your what. So yep. they know something about your values and you have mutual friends or some kind of authority, or they see that you went to medical school or whatever it might be, the how you've shared some kind of expertise that ties to them. So let me tell you about migraines. So there's three things that people don't understand about migraines, blah, blah, blah. Then what is come in for an appointment or call me and let's talk about migraines, right? Let's talk about your health. Love it. That campaign architecture makes a lot of sense for paid social because it's not it's not specifically trying to be there when somebody's searching instead it's it's throwing it out there to the world mm -hmm. and when people engage with it then the next campaign kicks in and says hey this this group of people engaged with the content let's yeah. pull them into the next funnel um, yeah. and then if they engage with that content then you pull them into that that final funnel to hopefully get them to you know to give you their contact info to yeah. you know download something to um, get something for low cost or free. So they become, yeah. you know, a, a customer that you can pull them into your email marketing into that whole marketing automation. And that makes a lot more sense when you look at, you know, how do we structure campaigns? And I'm sure you, you do the same thing with each product or service, right? You start with one that's like teeth cleaning and you, yep. you throw it out there and, you know, you, you funnel them down into they come in for a tooth appointment or if they're looking mm -hmm. for cosmetic 
um, dentistry, mm -hmm. right? Same thing. You create those three campaigns, um, yeah. throw it out to the world. People engage with it. Then they go into the next funnel. They engage yeah. with that. They go into the next funnel. What are yeah. what are some tools um, that you use when you're managing Facebook? Like you mentioned, Power Editor earlier. Is that even still around? No, it's been rolled into the Ads Manager. And then a lot of the features inside Ads Manager got killed, and you saw Facebook killed their yeah. analytics a couple weeks ago. You know what my favorite tool is for managing Facebook ads? What's that? Facebook itself. Because okay. <laughs> it has the most data. Okay. Yeah. And I know in the world of search, you have, you know, SEMrush and Conductor and Ahrefs and Moz and all those, like people have their favorite tools, right? But in the world of social, amazingly, you don't really have a lot of tools. Now, all the people in the world of search and analytics have come out with tools for social. And there are tools that will do like cross-posting and mm -hmm. community management and buffers and Hootsuites and all that publisher kind of stuff. ads that you can right. run across search for and public. social. Yeah. For publishing, for editing, you know, Canva, for like making it look nice, graphics design. But in, in the space, for running ads and for doing analysis and optimizing against those ads, right. and no offense against my friends that I'm not going to name all the different tools out there that do PPC management and whatnot. Sure. I'll piss off some by not mentioning them. The best tool is Facebook themselves. In the world of social, because we have to generate demand instead of search is easier because people have to say, use the keyword and then we know how to target them because we right. have to generate the demand. We are subject to their data and their systems. So no third party has as much data on Facebook as Facebook. And yep. so Facebook grows because it drives high engagement and it, you know, it's this addictive kind of thing, right? That's what the whole newsfeed is based on. So there's no tool that's more powerful. So what I'd like to do is, from the, the Facebook page itself, not from Ads Manager, not from these other tools like Pages Manager or whatnot, not from the API, but for local businesses from Facebook itself, I'm making content. And that doctor or real estate agent or small business owner is making that content and they're able to see what people are engaging on because that's giving us the market research. That's yep. giving us ideas on what content to make. That's telling us, that's literally giving us leads. Some people are going to call the phone or click the website or, or whatever it is, but a lot of people are just going to engage and say, oh, well, I have migraines too. Do you deal with cluster migraines? And then if you'll see, that's a lead. You need to reply to them saying, yes, here's right. some things about cluster migraines. In fact, Dr. Wiedemann wrote this article about cluster migraines. Come check it out. Right? Sure. It occurs in the chat. It occurs in the comments. It occurs in, in so many different ways other than someone calling on the phone or you know, filling out the form on the website. A lot of leads we see increasingly in the last year because of the way the world's changed. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff is bypassing the website completely and moving straight into social channels. Well, I, want to be, um, I want to be respectful of your time. And I know we're, we're getting near the end. I know there's a million other questions I have around around social. My, my last one, for those folks who are listening who are probably as big of fans of you as, as I am, are, are what are some little tricks and hacks to, um, to see higher click-through rates and, and ad results. You'd mentioned, yeah. you know, just kind of doing videos and throwing stuff out. What have, what have you learned that, that seems to yeah. get a lot of response or higher response rates? Vertical video, shot okay. from the cell phone. Not landscape. Okay. Yep. Not even edited, so it looks real. Mm -hmm. No bumper. And start with a hook, something that's interesting. If you want to be able to drive sales and you want something okay. that's going to engage and convert, then interview all your customers on Zoom. Make it part of your operations process when they become a customer, not if, not later in the process when it's still fresh. They still they've just signed up and ask them, what was it that inspired you to sign up for my service or become a client? And when you listen to those exact, exact words and you take that from the Zoom calls, run it through Auto.ai or Descript or whatnot, and take the exact words they used 
your customers are writing the ad copy. I also like to use a tool called Jarvis.ai, which writes ad copy and does Amazon headlines and SEO and creative writing and books and all that subject lines, which is, this is the AI is so smart, it can beat me in terms of copywriting. There's lots of little tools and techniques like that, but the most powerful one is literally just using your cell phone, collecting little 15 second videos, using a process that we call the content engine. And the content engine is how we're able to produce that, edit it, distribute that, and then have a team of virtual assistants or your own people do that work for you. That's the key to succeeding on Facebook. And you, and you mentioned a lot of really good resources I think would be helpful too. After, after I'll call, I'll make sure I get as many of the, the links to those as I can. So those people who are interested in, and, you know, consuming a little bit more of that content and digging a little bit deeper into the world of paid social, we'll, we'll have those available to you. And uh, Dennis, what's, what's the way somebody can get a hold of you other than just going to Blitz, Blitz Metrics? Is there, where do you engage the most? I mean, I saw you on Snapchat earlier. And, uh, <laughs> I, I almost just want to watch your Snapchats because they're so funny, but, uh, Where's where's the best way somebody can get a hold of you? Your favorite channel. So LinkedIn or YouTube or Twitter or whatnot. You're in all the places. You can email me. Yep. I mean, we as practitioners have to be practicing what we talk about. So I'm on all the channels. I love it. And uh, any final thoughts for people that are that are thinking about getting into, you know, paid social aside from just take that that dollar a day concept and and throw some one minute videos together? understand the mechanics of dollar a day and one minute videos, but the bigger picture at the strategy level is social is amplifying what's already working. So when you have customers, what is it that they say? Who are they? What is the content that's already working in, in social or in search and copy it into social? What's working in email or whatever's working in one channel, you can Marry cross into the other channels. That's I what people it. don't seem to understand. They all fit together. That's super advice. Dennis, this has been amazing. I think I've, I've learned so much more than I ever dreamed I would in, in the 30 minute window. And I hope everyone who's listening did as well. Uh, Dennis has a ton of content out there. You can go to YouTube. You can just search for his name. He's all over the place. So uh, check him out. We'll put some links in the description. And until the next show, Dennis, thanks so much for being on today. Thank you so much, Steve. And if any of you guys want it done for you, we have agencies. We train up all these young adults and not so young adults to implement this. So whether you want to consume the free training or have one of the folks we coach do it for you, love to work with you guys. Call Dennis. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, everybody.